Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the See You on the Trail podcast. My name is Hitch, and I will be taking care of you today. Um, we've got uh, a great person on the show today, but before we get to that, I do want to talk about um, how you guys can share us and 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 help us grow this uh, this podcast, our channel, everything. Um, we want to start out with um, we're on about ten different platforms: uh, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we're based off of Anchor. Uh, anchor.com you can look us up on there for see you on the trail podcast Um, you can look there we're on uh, spotify apple we're on all the all of them just look us up you'll be able to find us if you can't find us please send me an email at uh, see you on the trail at gmail.com and i will get you to the right spot um with my cookies and stuff on my computer um my the, the name pops up really easily but if you haven't searched for us before then uh, it might be a little bit harder for your uh, your device, uh, your iPad, your phone, your computer. So uh, anyway, um, we're deep in the heart of SEMA right now. Um, this thing, this will actually, I'm recording this right now. This is Thursday of SEMA on the uh, 7th of November. Um, how many of you have been to SEMA? Um, did you like it? Um, are you going to go back? I've actually been, I went in 2010. 2014, 2016, and 2017. I do enjoy going. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you also get to see a lot of new stuff coming out. You just kind of have to look for it instead of and bypassing all the bro trucks. Um, but uh, anyway, were you at SEMA this year? and um, Or are you at SEMA right now, maybe driving home? What was your favorite car or what was your favorite activity there? They have places where you can ride and drift cars, um, last time I was there in 2017, I actually got to ride in, uh, go out to VOR, which is Vegas off-road experience and, and drive a, a, uh, basically a, a pro light, um, style car on a short course, got to do like five laps, uh, with, uh, Hollywood Kenny Forbes, uh, Turtle Wax took care of us on that. There's a video, uh, on my YouTube page. If you go check it out, you can see where we actually, Got to ride, got to ride and drive. Uh, Kenny, Kenny rode co-driver once, and then I drove, and uh, and then Kenny drove, and I co-drove. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'd love to go back and do it again. I want to thank Turtle Wax for doing that for us. But um, <clears throat> anyway, um, make sure you go like us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is where we're, we're the most active. Um, go check us out there. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, and uh, also on Twitter. So you can check us out there, but mainly YouTube and Facebook. So uh, go check us out, but let's get straight to the interview. Uh, next interview is with Easy Pops. Um, for those of you that were on Pirate years and years and years ago when it was really popular, uh, Easy Pops, that's Mr. Gene Mooningham. He is a, uh, I like to call him Mean Gene Mooningham, but he's far from mean. Um, but uh, he's been a, a friend of mine, and uh, you'll get to know a little bit more about him. He's got a pretty rich history. Uh, he did admit he's 67 years old and he's been racing since he was, he said he got behind the car on a racetrack for the first time when he was 17 years old. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and jump off there. He's been with ultra four. He's helped his son race Rick. Uh, he also has another son named Matthew. He'll talk a little bit about, and, uh, just let you let you know, these guys are just badass people that I have encountered throughout my years in ultra uh, doing stuff with ultra Ford dirt ride off-road racing in general. And I feel that his story needed to be told. Um, so go, uh, go check out, uh, actually just stay right here. 
because next up is the interview with Gene Mooningham. Easy pops. Enjoy, guys. Guys, we're here with, uh, well, he's he's got the name Easy Pops, and I like to call him Mean Gene, but he's he's way far. He's about the farthest away from mean you'll ever get to. Uh, Mr. Gene Mooningham, how you doing today, sir? Oh, great, Hitch. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm watching SEMA happen, and uh, it's I, I kind of want to be there, but yet I don't. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas takes it out of you, you know, so, but, um, anyway, well, let's, uh, a, a lot of you don't know, if you don't know Gene, you haven't been an ultra four ever. Um, uh, Gene's, uh, Gene's son, Rick was a, a big part of starting. Um, he was one of the first racers at, uh, for King of the Hammers. And then Gene moved in and I know you have a pretty big history on racing in general. You got, I mean, you're the godfather of, uh, you're, you're the godfather of racing, from what I've understand, from what I've heard. Is that true? <laughs> I think that's uh, overblown a little bit, Alan. <laughs> well, let's start out. Um, what? Uh, where? When, when did you get the bug to start ra- racing? How old were you? And tell us how that started. Oh, let's see. I think I started. I think we uh, started going to the races when I was about three years old. My my uh, dad was running a, a drag car at the time. A uh, 32 sedan Ford, uh, and uh, we just uh, seemed like it, we did drag racing every weekend. It seemed like uh, for most of my life. No joke. When when was the first time you got behind the car or behind the wheel? Oh, uh, uh, let's see. That was. I guess I was 18. Wow. Okay. And was it was it a drag car? Or was it an off road car? Oh, drag car. Drag car. And you, you did that for how long? Oh, uh, wow. Up until, this was a 73. Wow. Um, 1973, I guess. Uh, I was 21 years old. Just, that just became a mechanic more than, uh, than a driver. Oh, yeah? Now, now, um, I, I talked to, uh, one of your friends, uh, Mr. Shear, Jason, um, and I asked him, I said, Hey, is there any good questions I needed to ask you that he had? And he had a few, which we'll wait till later in the podcast to talk about, but he also, he mentioned your dad and your dad's been, was racing for a long time. Tell us a little bit of history about your dad. Uh, he actually started, uh, uh let's see when he was 19 years old, uh, 1949, uh, drag racing and, and running at uh, uh, the salt flats and, and uh, up at Atlanta. Wow. Now, now uh, is, are, are you guys the Mooningham of the Mooningham blowers? Is that what the, is that you guys were building blowers at one point in time? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He mentioned, he mentioned, uh, Jason mentioned uh, John Force was a, was a good friend and um, you guys did a lot with him. Uh, in the oh. in, in the drag racing industry. Oh yeah, he was a he was a customer for uh, like twenty years. Wow, that's neat. I I got to meet him at SEMA a couple of years ago. Him and his daughter they were they were neat people. <laughs> yeah, but, he's a, he's an unusual character, but he's a good guy. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Now, um, I've actually known him uh, actually before he got into drag racing. What was he doing before that? 
Um, well, he was a truck driver for a while, uh, and he, he and I actually worked together at uh, uh, his uh, his brother Louis. Uh, his father-in-law owned a, uh, a gas station out in Santa Fe Springs, and uh, we both worked there together. Uh, and he was one of his cousins was uh, one of my best friends, so I knew him long before. Wow. Drag racing. That's neat. That's very cool. Now, um, let's move on throughout the history here. Um, what what was when you you went from drag racing and then you started doing more mechanic work? When did you actually start getting into the dirt scene? When did you like that? Um, I, I've always well, let's see. I guess when I was in the service at uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, I, I had an old scout that I'd go uh, wheeling with with some friends that had. Uh, also had old scouts. Um, I guess it started back, I don't know, it was about 2081 or 22. Oh, wow. Okay. Now you, you mentioned you were said you were in the service. What, what branch of the military were you in and how long were you in for? Uh, I was, I got drafted uh, into the army. Oh, wow. Uh, I was, a, I was, uh, I was actually going to college at the time. I wanted to be a, a physician. And uh, so they, when they, Found that out with the draft center. They told me, "Well, we might do a medic," and they, they just happened to have a shortage of medics at Fort Carson. So they, they said, "Well, we're going to send you to Fort Carson rather than Vietnam." I thought, well, okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> and how long were you? Yeah, and how long were you in for? I, uh, I did my two years, and then they they asked me to stay for another year, so I I stayed for one more year. Oh wow! Okay, three years. Very cool. So you started you started doing off road. Uh, wheeling and stuff, 21, 22 years old. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you obviously, you had it, you had, uh, I know you, you've got Rick as one son. Who else do you have? Who else, do you have any other kids in the family? I do. Uh, my other son's name is Matthew. Okay. And then are you, are you married still or were you married or what was, uh, did? No, I've been married. I'm not any longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's my history too. <laughs> uh, but uh, <clears throat> did did Matthew get into it as well, or no? Um, we, we've all had uh, old quads and uh, sand rails, uh, motorcycles, uh, you know, off road stuff uh, since they were they were young. Um, both he and Rick, Matt, and Rick. Um, but we've been doing something in the dirt for a long time. So they basically just, they grew up in the dirt and wheeling and having fun. Yeah. That's yep. very cool. Now, um, go on a little bit farther into it. I mean, about the time that I actually started to get to know who you were was, well, on Pirate, of course. You were Easy Pops on Pirate 4x4. And, yep. uh, and, and what was it Rick that kind of got into the, was he doing XRA or... Did he just jump right into King of the Hammers? No, he was doing. I'm not sure which uh, organization that he was doing uh, uh, rock crawling exhibit deals with, but uh, uh, it had to be one that Dave Cole was was uh, aligned with because he. I met him at one of the events that Rick was at. Mm -hmm. And then you but just he didn't, he didn't do that for very long before before he decided to do the King of the Hammers. I got gotcha. you. Right. And. And then how did you how did you end up you you ended up volunteering um, 
for the longest time and working for actually uh, Ultra Four in general, what was your what was your first um, what was your first uh, um, race that you did with Ultra Four? Why, or did you actually go watch one first? Well, I, I went to watch one when uh, Rick ran the first or his first one was in '08, and then. Uh, he told me about it and I said, okay, I'll go, I'll go watch this thing. And so I went out there in 09 and, and, uh, I just happened to run into Sean Boosman. He was talking to me. He asked, Hey, you want to volunteer to help out do some things? And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? So that's how I got started gotcha. for 10 years. Yeah. You did it for a long time. Now I'll tell you what, do you actually, uh, this, I do this with everybody. I've done it with everybody that I've done a, uh, a podcast with. Do you remember the first time that you met me and I met you? Oh, geez. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, well, the funny thing was, is that um, with Levi, I met him around a campfire at, uh, at KOH. And I asked him if he knew this girl. And he goes, yeah, I used to date her sister. And I was like, well, I dated her, which was really funny. Um, (laughs) and he goes, why are we, why are we 1200 miles away from each other? I mean, away from our home and I know who you are kind of thing. And it was, it was really funny. Um, with you, the first time, first time I went out to KOH, I went with Derek West. Um, cause you know, that's, that's who kind of got me into it, helping him rebuild that car that burnt. And uh, yeah. yeah, And, uh, I, uh, and Derek said, Hey man, you need to volunteer during the LCQ. I said, okay, I'll volunteer. And we were at the bottom of, um, we were at the bottom of back door and, um, you volunteered and just pointed me out and said, go to the top of short bus and stay there as relay. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at, I looked at short bus and went, that's not that far up there. No, it's a long hike up to short bus from back door. Sorry about that, Alan. <laughs> no, it was it was funny because I, I go, who is that guy? Who's the guy with the beard and everything? And they're like, oh, that's easy, pops. That's Gene. That's that's Rick's. That's Rick's dad. I was like, well, I guess I guess he's serious. So I guess I got to get all the way up there. So, <laughs> and I I found a spot up there where I was blocked from the wind, and I had to relay because back then our radios weren't good enough to go over that over short bus to get back to camp. Yeah. You- yeah, you are doing an important job out there, buddy. Yeah, I remember that because uh oh um oh what's the guy that uh Dennis is that his name Dennis? No, um Yeah, he's the guy that the rocker Red Bull buggy, it's the guy's wife uh guy's wife that raced that was doing We Rock with it. Um Oh uh Oh jeez. Um I'm drawing a blank. Dustin Webster? Yes, Dustin Webster. Because it, it was so new that we really didn't have live coverage. Well, we had it, but it really wasn't great. And he was actually announcing um, everything going on on the radio. And it was and it was actually broadcast over live feed. And he was announcing who was going through just on the radio. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It was neat because I could... I got them. I was probably at the top. I was at the top of short bus and I was only like 15, 20 feet from each racer that came by. And, um, it was, it was neat to be up there at some, it's some place that, um, I'll probably never be again. I really don't want to be up there again, but <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely a bucket list deal. So I'm glad you put me up there. So. No, not at all, man. It's, it's, uh, that's one thing I love about, Ultra Four and KOH, 
whether you're a volunteer, a racer, a mechanic, uh, an organizer, for the most part, you just get up and do. You don't ask questions. You just do it to help out the sport, which I I I, I think is really neat about the sport. Um, so, but uh, now what 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 did you do for why you like from 08 you started? Well, that would have been that would have been 2011 KOH when I met you. From 2011 to now, what what kind of stuff do you basically did a lot of the uh, logistics of organizing the race itself there at the park, right? Oh, at uh, at their Johnson Valley. Yeah, like Johnson Valley or any of the races that you were, you were at. Oh, yeah, we did uh, more uh, course setup. Uh, you know, putting out the flags and, and oh, moving tires around. Um, so you were out. Kind of set, setting up the pit areas, um, uh, staging the cars, uh, doing uh, doing tech on the cars. Wow! Yeah, because you were out there. Well, during KOH, you were probably out there. What two, three weeks prior and uh, a week after, probably most time, or most of the time three or four weeks. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. If, and and the people that are listening probably ne- some of them have never been to Johnson Valley in general. But this place just blows up. And uh, for what, oh, I guess 10 days now is what it's getting to. 10 days, it turns into a mini city. So, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of things going on out there that people don't realize. They're looking at how much bicycle fence and cyclone fence and the, the snow fence we have to put up to, to uh, you know, keep spectators off the race course and mm. make the BLM happy. There's a, there's a lot of things going on out there that you know, just behind the scenes that a lot of people just don't think about. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, I'm sure you know him, Todd Stoffer from Custom Splice. He's he's been out there a couple times to help, and to see him, he's running a he's running a a, a ditcher or whatever you want to call it, like to to go ahead and run electricity, and then also you've got you've got a survey boy out there, and he's setting up the parking and the the the, the streets and. It's just it it, it it amazed me the first year I went in 2011 because Derek just kind of threw me into it. He took me to SEMA, and then on the way back from SEMA, he said, "Hey, you want to go to King of the Hammers?" And I'm like, two bucket lists in three months? Heck yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> so, yeah. and then that that's what uh, really got me hooked, and I've been hooked ever since. But um, anyway, so now let's go on. Uh, you you're with KOH. Um, you were with Ultra Four for a while, and then um, one of the one times that I remember hearing your name a whole bunch was um, came from Will Gentile, and apparently you found a GoPro out in the desert. Uh, yes, one that uh, uh, it was off of Lauren Healy's car when he crashed. Yeah, tell that story a little bit more in detail. I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear it. Well, we were out uh, actually doing course parking. And for some reason, I just happened to look. I was I was co-driving with a, uh, one of our guys in uh, one of the side-by-sides, and I just happened to see something glint. And it was actually a mirror that I saw. So I had him stop, and, and I went over and looked at it and picked it up. And then I saw a GoPro there. I picked it up and brought it back. And uh, oh, it, it sat there for a day or two before I, I set it on the counter in my motorhome and kind of forgot about it. And then I... Uh, Opened it up and, and I saw uh, Will's name and phone number in there, so I called him and told him, "Hey, I, I found your GoPro." And uh, 
he was very appreciative, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> was, I didn't think it was that big a deal, but he, he kind of made it, it was a big deal. Right. And so what ended up being on the, what, and the, the story behind it is he lost it whenever uh, Lauren wrecked really bad. And the, what was it? The red dragon that he wrecked in? Is that what it was? I, I don't remember which car it was now, to uh, tell you the truth, Alan. It was either the Red Dragon or it was the Jimmy's IFS car. It was one of the IFS cars. Um, yeah. And he wrecked. He took like six or seven rolls, and they lost one GoPro out of the deal. And this was the, – the GoPro set out in the desert for a year untouched, correct? Uh, that's correct, yes. Yeah, and then um, they were able to, to get, the, uh, get the footage back. I'll have to ask Will if the, uh, if the GoPro is still usable. So, but if you if you go to if you go to heavy metal concepts um youtube page you can search on there and look for it and it'll actually show the lost footage of when he lost it on it which i thought was really neat that you actually caught that and it had been sitting out there for a whole year that's crazy yeah so, that was a, it was kind of amazing just to just have a chance to, have to see it there yeah yeah that's that's nuts um so now the next uh i guess we'll we'll go ahead and move on um uh, you went on from Ultra Four, and then you started doing some racing of your own, didn't you? I did. Uh, I raced my. I've got a Legends car that I, I raced uh, in a few, a few of our races when uh, when I got a chance. Um, but now I've got a, a Class Five car, Class Five Thousand, uh, that I've I've done a few races in, and it's a, it's more fun. I think a little more. Uh, just fun, I guess. Yeah. Basically. Now, for those of us, black. for those of us that I mean, and I'm not real good on uh, defining classes. The class five thousand. Can you explain that class a little bit so we know more, more of what kind of car you got? Okay, it's basically a Baja Bug, an all tube chassis car with a, a two point four Chevy X Tech motor in it, which is the limit on on the motor size. Um, and 35-inch tires with a Mendiola five-speed transmission. Really? So it's a it's a VW Bug body? Um, or is it? Most, most of it is. Yeah. But but yours isn't? No. It, well, it, the, the hoods, you know, the hoods fiberglass, the sides, they're aluminum. They're kind of skinned like a, like a Volkswagen. Okay. Um, Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah cuz I, I was I I know you I know you've been doing that and I I think I've seen maybe one or two pictures of it, but I also get them mixed up when it, uh when JT races his little bug too, like at oh, Nor and yeah. stuff. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so you've been racing that? How many races have you done with that car? Um let's see. 3 I think. Really? 3 with it. How'd you end up doing? Did you, you, you finished uh, at least? Uh, I finished. Yeah, I did. The last one was, uh, uh, the Silver State 300 and, uh, I had a, st a steering issue. I kept breaking the, uh, the bolt that was holding the steering ram on. So I'd lose power steering. Um, I, I, well, last, I finished the, the race to the last 57 miles without power steering. Nice. But there were, there were probably, Three more miles in between pits where we where I'd break it, I'd have to drive it with the power steering to the to the pits. But I did finish third. At, well, three three cars in the class, but I did finish it on time and 
nice. feel good about that. Very good. Yeah, you, you, don't tell, don't ever tell how many cars are in the class because you got third place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest about it. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, I finished, but I did finish in time, so that was. Yep, I was happy about that. We cool. did. Very. Hit a that race was was brutal because I I took a a thirty mile an hour turn about fifty mile an hour without power steering and hit a gigantic rock and launched the car. Oh, Luckily, the car saved itself. We just had to had to replace the tire wheel and motor on. <laughs> now, have but, you ever uh, have you ever co-drove with your son with Rick? Uh, no, he co-drove with me and uh, Parker. We ran the Parker. Uh, oh, geez, which race was it? One of those the, the shorter races, uh, the Blue Water Classic, I think, is what it was at the time. Oh, okay, cool. Now. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of co-driving, I asked uh, I asked Mr. Jason Shearer, and he he said I asked him I said Hey, what would be some good questions to ask ask Gene? And he said, uh, Have you ever gotten five flats when co-driving with Jason Shearer? <laughs> you wanna you wanna uh, it, yes. it, you wanna divulge on that story? What happened there, and where was it? Well, it was okay. We. We were uh, driving uh, Class 11, uh, actually belonged to uh, Greg from Rugged Radios. Jason was driving, I was co-driving, and we had gone, I don't know, maybe 50 miles, and, and I said something like, uh, well, it's kind of amazing, we, don't, we haven't had any tire trouble. I mean, within like 30 seconds, we, we had a flat. <laughs> and uh, so we, we had the... Uh, Adam McGow was was chasing behind us in a in a uh, side by side, and he had a, he had another spare. We had a spare with us, and he had another spare. And we, uh, I don't, we just kept losing tires. Uh, by the time we got to the pits, and everything was flat. Oh jeez! All five, all five tires. So did Jason say? Little, uh, <laughs> a little uh, upset with us, but it all worked out. <laughs> That's funny. So, has Jason ever co-drove with you ever again? <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't ask me back again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I didn't. I didn't realize you guys had a pretty rich history. The next question that he asked me to ask you was, "Have you ever fallen into a pool cover while drinking with Jason Shear?" <laughs> uh, I recall that happened one time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did ask him he, he mentioned your dad and that's why i talked to you about it he uh jason's a good dude man he he uh and I, I think it's really cool that he's able to he's going to be able to drive that new bronco at uh for baja yeah that's what i, that's what I heard it's uh, good for him he's a he's a very talented driver he's a talented yeah, he's a he's a talented driver and he's very well-spoken and Man, I did a whenever I did the interview with him with the podcast, this last podcast that we did, um, I had a lot of people comment and go, Man, he did a really good job of not letting you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was I, I was like, hey, that's 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 perfectly fine. He uh he told his story and 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 now everybody knows a little bit more about Mr. Shearer. So um yeah. I talked to his brother uh, a couple days ago. He's actually doing well, but he's still still trying to recover from nationals. So. Yeah, I, I, I never did hear what happened. I, I, I've been in contact with uh, with Casey 
checking up on him, but um, I, I never saw what happened or heard what happened to him. Yeah, it was he, he was in practice. Um, they were practicing, and that's why it never showed up on live feed. Um, but uh, you, did you watch the live the live feed? Did you you kind of know the layout of the track? There's a short rock course, and there's a longer there's a short rock rock area, and then it goes to a longer rock area, and that's where the start finish line is. Uh, and he was one of the first guys to try to clear the first rock section, which was shorter. And, um, and he, he overshot it and it, it threw him into a, it threw him into like four or five flips end over end. Um, oh, wow. but he, he's, I talked to him. He's kind of, he's, he's pretty frustrated right now because he had to get a lot of, um, he tried to get a lot of, uh, um, he had to get his back fused and he's probably going to be out of the racing for the rest of his life. But, um, we're, we're in talks to where he's still going to be in the industry. He's just not going to be able to get behind a car again, behind it, behind a, a, a drive in a driver's seat again. So, uh, um, that's, that's what he told me. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a real bummer. Cause he's a, he's a very, he's a talented driver, just like his brother. So, oh yeah. yeah. but, um, yeah, he said, he sent me, uh, pictures of his, all the stuff they put in his back, all the hardware, they all bad. Oh, yeah, that does look bad. Uh, it's like I told him though. I said, at least you're alive, man. You, it, it's it it sucks, but at least you're alive and everything's going well. So, um, yes. uh, that was the main thing for him. Um, well, um, what's the future for Gene Mooningham? Uh, it's uncertain. I'm yeah. probably probably gonna run that five car for a few more years until uh, I. I'm 67 years old, so it's, uh, you know, time to start thinking about, you know, maybe scaling back on my stupid activities that are, that are dangerous. But, you know, as long as I'm, my health is good and I'm enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it until I get the sense knocked out of me again. You know, yeah. think about quitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope I'm uh, exactly that way. I'm about 27 years behind you, but I hope I'm the same exact way whenever uh I get to be there because uh, it's. Uh, I think uh, there's been numerous people that if had, that have memed you pretty good about you're still out there doing stuff that twenty and thirty year olds are still doing <laughs> and having trouble. <laughs> I don't know if that was I don't know if that was Alan Johnson or Will Gentile. I'm not sure who did that, but they did a really good job of that. <laughs> what was that? Oh, the all the memes that they've been putting you in. <laughs> oh yeah, that's mostly Alan. Yeah, Alan's a... Uh, Alan Johnson, yeah. He's a, he's a, I, I don't know why he likes making fun of me so much, but he's a good good guy, too. Well, it's and I don't think it's just you. He doesn't he doesn't differentiate. He doesn't... Uh, he'll make fun of anybody <laughs> he can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's taking on a job at, at, you, at Ultra 4, too, which I'm, I'm, I'm enthused to see what he ends up doing. I mean, um, seems to be... He did real good with uh, Let's Roll Off Road and all that, and then he had to move to had to move to Fayetteville and uh, taking care of his family. I think is what the deal was his his mom and his dad. And, yeah. Um. But yeah. yeah, he's he's taking on a big <laughs> a big job with Ultra Four, which I I I uh, applaud him for. <laughs> yeah, so. he's uh, he's probably gonna do well at it. But he usually does does good work. Gene, um, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, hanging out and talking with me. I know a lot of people, uh, they know your name, they know your face, but, uh, they don't know anything about you. Is there, uh, now where, where are you living now and what are you doing? 
Uh, I live in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Um, I, well, let's see, I play golf five days a week uh, and work on my race cars. That's pretty much it. Now, you say race cars, and I, I, you, you talked about your class, you said five or seven, can't remember. Class five. What else, What other race cars you got? Uh, I still got the Legends car that I, I bought uh, in 2013. Okay. What I didn't. Well, you, you mentioned that you race Legends. What what kind of car is this? Um, it was built by a, uh, actually one of Jason Shearer's friends. Uh, it's just, I don't know, just a, it, he modeled it after uh, after my son Rick's design car. So it looks a lot like, like one of Rick's cars. Um, it's got an LS3, a hopped up LS3, and just all the good stuff on it. Nice. So you are you planning on doing ultra? Are you going to race ultra four with that? Or are you just going to keep it? Or are you going to do maybe dirt rides with it? Uh, you know, I haven't decided for sure what what I was going to do with that. I, I, I was kind of toying with the idea of selling it um, because. It, I do I do take it out and, and rock crawl with with my friends out here, but some of them are, are older than I am, and they're they're kind of scaling back and quitting. So it's kind of not much fun, and uh, some of the younger guys aren't that much fun enough to wheel with out there. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Hey, I noticed a um, that there's a there's a lot of cars out there for sale right now. I've I've been actually uh, I'm amazed at how many I noticed. Uh, Shannon or Wayland put his up for sale, and then um, Clay Gilstrap just put his up for sale. Um, wow. And then I've I've got one. It's a it's a friend of mine's. It used to be uh, Travis Watford's car, and then uh, B.J. Allen raced it for a while. And then a friend of mine here in Oklahoma, he bought it, and then he ended up taking Rob Hartman's car, bought it, and um, he's trying to sell that car. And then I noticed uh, there's been a, there's been a lot of cars swapping hands and going up for sale. I, you might want to hang on to yours for a little bit longer till that market goes back down. <laughs> so, but as long as it's sitting in a garage, you ain't hurt. It ain't hurt nothing sitting there. So, oh no, no. but uh, uh, that's for sure. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out. I'm sure everybody want kind of want to know about Easy Pops and how he's doing. Um, and. Uh, I guess uh, when do you have any new races coming up that you're planning on racing here soon? I'm going to do the, uh, uh, I believe it's Snore race, Southern um, Nevada Off Road, uh, over in Laughlin. Uh, it's in the middle of December, 13th, the 15th, or something like that. I'm going to do it in the in the five car. Oh, okay, very cool. Um, and yeah, you don't you don't have any. Uh, I mean, you got you've got Facebook as a personal, but you don't have any kind of, do you have a race uh, page at all or anything like that that people can follow you on? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not that, that savvy with the, <laughs> well, all this stuff. So. Yeah. I sent you, I sent you a message on Facebook and asked you if you want to do a podcast and you're like, I don't even know what a podcast is, <laughs> which you're probably, you're probably better off not knowing what one is anyway, because they, you, you will deep dive into that. And I'm actually surprised that the podcasts are just trying to take off now because with, I mean, like I talked to Levi Shirley on his podcast and he, or on, on the podcast with him. And he said, he goes, man, I, I drove 52 hours to 
you know, to, to, to Reno or something like that. He started adding up all the time that he was behind the wheel. And uh, that's what got him interested in podcasts because it gave him something to do while he was driving. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. And I'm like, why aren't people doing this more? And it's, it's catching on. Um, yeah. And we've got, like I said, there's a couple podcasts out there that, uh, that are doing similar, something similar to what I'm doing. Um, yeah. um, Jim Beavers is one that I would suggest you listen to. You'd probably like his stuff, but, uh, oh, yeah. but, uh, anyway, man, I sure do appreciate it. I hope to see you here soon. Um, not sure when I'm going to be out to the West coast and I don't know. Uh, I guess they're just having a side by side race there in Davis, which is near my house in Davis, Oklahoma. So I may not see I you really for, know. huh? I didn't know that they were going to have a side by side race there. Yeah, it's just a side by side race, no Ultra Four. Hmm. Which, but, huh. but it's it's the Ultra Four series that is organizing it, but it's only a side by side race. So huh. I kind of thought it was kind of weird, but it it is what it is. I, I'm not the I just I just look at the information and go with it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I uh, huh? I said I understand. Yep. yep. I may make it out to KOH. Are you going to try to make it out there since you're uh, you've you've retired from uh, from Ultra Four? Are you going to go out there and just enjoy it? I'm, I probably got to go out there and watch qualifying and maybe the start of the race. Uh, that's kind of the plan right now, but I mean I don't know. It might stay longer. Yeah, it I is. Gotta all, I got to see all my my racer friends. I miss them, and just a lot of them tell me they miss seeing me at the races. So I got to kind of. Keep in touch with them. Oh yeah, no, that that's that's one thing I've I've actually learned. Uh, like I said, I've been I've been involved in it since 2010, and I've met more friends that I keep a really tight touch with that live 1,200 thousand miles away from me. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you don't lose friends in that industry for the most part. Everybody's usually very very cool and very very nice. So, um, yeah. but. Uh, Anyway, well, thanks, man. I do appreciate it. Um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and jump off here and let you go. Uh, well, it, it's only it's only almost eight o'clock at your house. It's almost ten at mine. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I won't yeah, go to eight thirty-eight. Yeah, I won't. I won't go to bed till probably about midnight anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But I do appreciate it. Um, thank you, Gene, and um, I hope uh, everybody enjoys the podcast. And um, thank you very much, man. We'll talk to you again. Okay, thanks, Alan. Appreciate right. you uh, promoting me, brother. Anytime, anytime, sir. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, thank you, Mister Gene Mooningham, for that interview. Um, love talking to you. Love hanging out with you. With you living uh, in Lake Havasu and me being in Oklahoma, it's kind of hard to uh, sit down and talk and and get to know one get to know each other a little bit better. And I'm glad we had that time to talk. Um, guys, go check him out. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be sharing his race he's got in December. Um, I'll be sharing some of his updates on there, and uh, also check out uh, check out his son's page, um, Trick Toy Fab. Rick Mooningham, he's been around the industry for a long time as well. Um, we named off a lot of people in that in that situation, and and you're a good guy. Thank you very much for uh, sitting down and talking with me. Um, next. Um, I'm trying to get uh, more of a schedule going with our podcast, but with SEMA, with Nationals, and then prep for KOH, it's hard to nail down some of these guys. Uh, I've got plans for three or four other people um, right now currently, 
but uh, trying to nail them down while they're busy and trying to uh, make their race career uh, legit, <laughs> to say the least, is very hard to do. Um, so if you have anybody that you'd like to hear on the podcast and sit down and talk with me, please uh, don't hesitate to comment uh, on YouTube or on Facebook and uh, we can uh, we can make that happen. Um, guys, don't forget, share this uh, podcast with all your friends. Um, let people know that Ultra 4, Dirt Riot, Off-Road Racing is still going strong. There's maybe four or five actual small podcasts, uh, decent-sized podcasts that are uh, out there that are that are promoting off-road racing, and uh, I encourage you to promote all of them. Um, there's there's no competition, no problems with that. Um, I would check out uh, Jim Beavers would be one of them. I would check out he t- he posts a lot with um, oh usually he does some Monster Jam stuff, but he also does Pro Two, Pro Four, Pro Light stuff. And um, and then you've also got the talent tank, which which basically um, basically uh, zeroes in on the ultra four crowd, um, kind of like our podcast does. Uh, make sure you, you guys go listen to all of them. They're all great interviews. Uh, we actually try not to cross uh, interview. In other words, if one's already been interviewed, we try to go to the next one and and we work together on that. So. Um, it's a, it's a good deal, but, uh, anyway, uh, don't forget we are on Apple podcast. We are on Google. We are on radio public. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. The link will be listed on Twitter as well. Um, go back and look at some of our past, uh, guests we've had. Um, our last guest we had last month was, uh, Jason Shear, uh, one of the three time champions. He's the only back-to-back winner in fact. So, uh, go check him out. We've got Levi Shirley. Uh, Armando Verduga from um, from Artec Industries. Artec is coming together with a lot of new stuff and innovative stuff for your trail rigs, and you can talk to him about that uh, or listen to him. Um, also, did one with uh, old Jay Aiken. Uh, Jay is a up and comer. I would say he's not technically early. he will be actually he's a rookie this year for Ultra Four, but he has been racing in Dirt Riot for the past year or so. Um, so check that out. Um, Check all our past ones out. We've got about seven or eight out right now, and uh, you guys get to know you get to know everybody after the green flag flies or after the checker flag flies. You get to know them more personally, and it does tend to help uh, you find somebody that you like cheering for. So um, do that. Um, other than that, uh, guys, uh, post some of your SEMA photos uh, underneath uh, on Facebook, uh, underneath the, the podcast. Uh, we'd, we'd love to see them. I'd like to see what your favorite one was, your favorite rig or your favorite activity there. Um, and and I know, don't say extracurricular activities like drinking and stuff. I want to see more about SEMA. Um, I know that's what Vegas is all about, but uh, this week it's all about SEMA. So um, anyway, thank you very much for watching. I do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to try to push up the schedule a little bit and maybe do every two weeks if we can. Uh, at this point in time, we're still doing just one, one a month, um, one podcast a month, um, trying to make sure that we get the best interview possible and spending the most time with it. So, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My name's Hitch and I'm with see you on the trail and yes, I'll see you on the trail.